Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On The Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On The Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board. WKOK's live telephone talk show, On The Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Joe McGranahan is directly across from me and in full agreement that uh, the man we're about to talk about had a tremendous impact on AM radio, which we are enjoying. Single-handedly saved it. Well, one of our good listeners uh, said yesterday, Mark, you would not be on the radio today if it weren't for Rush Limbaugh. Well, he certainly built AM back up again. Right. You know, when it was looking for something to do, it certainly couldn't do music anymore. Okay. And as we all know, my failed experiment with AM stereo didn't go over very big. <laughs> right. That didn't help turn around the industry, but it didn't hurt it at all. So. Well, so no. It hurt it, the bottom line here. Yeah, we spent some money on it. One month or so. But, uh, uh, but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about the radio industry a little bit later on. We do have a great guest on this morning. So let me introduce the whole show, and then uh, we're going to talk Why don't you do to that? him. Uh, on the Mark is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Our toll-free line uh, will be open. And about 10 minutes from now, at that time, you can call 1-800-795-9565 is, my t- is our telephone number. <laughs> we have an unusual occurrence at the moment. <laughs> We've got two stands. Right. Uh, so we are uh, a, one of those uh, Middle Eastern countries. We are two-stanistan <laughs> right now uh, on the radio. But we're going to talk to one for 10 minutes. So the one from Danville, uh, our good caller, Stan, if you want to just stand by, we're going to talk about Rush Limbaugh initially here. And I see you are too. So, yeah, but uh, we have a solicited call first, and we're going to take that in one quick moment. Uh, throughout our show, you can email us at onthemarketwkok.com, and we still have five leftover fabulous emails. I promise you, without fail, we'll try to get to those today. <laughs> you promise we'll try. Right. Boy, there's an equivocation of a hey, look, I've been one. listening to politicians <laughs> for decades. You I have know, been, yes. I know what to say. Uh, and you can text us at 70236 at any time throughout our show. So we're going to take stand number one, who we asked to call in today because uh, he is a member and has been involved in the leadership of the Susquehanna Valley Conservatives. Not one of the founding members, but certainly early on he got involved and made sure that the Susquehanna Valley uh, Conservatives had some of his uh, leadership assistance as well. Stan Zellers of the Lewisburg area. He happens to be a retiree, so he got to listen to Rush Limbaugh uh, pr- uh, fairly often and probably still did in the uh, years uh, recently. Good morning, Stan. Thank you so much for calling in. Morning, Stan. Morning, guys. I appreciate you calling in. Stan's an occasional co-host here. Still on the list, <laughs> but being number three on the list here doesn't work out well when Joe never takes a day. Off, well, so. I might after I get my second vaccine. Oh, okay. So, yeah, we might do that. All right, Stan, uh, tell us, uh, how, if we want to encapsulate the, the legacy of Rush Limbaugh, what's, what's your view on that? Well, uh, thinking back over the years and uh, the topics that he touched on, it seemed to me that his main, uh, his, his, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? See, if I was Rush, I would know this word right now. <laughs> because he had that conversational style 
and and you know he never had to struggle for for the right word at the right moment, unlike me. Uh, he he was a fighter for freedom, and and he he you know. Uh, whether you're on the left or on the right, on the political spectrum, you should be thanking him. Because he fought for freedom, not just for conservatives, not just for, you know, anyone. He, he fought for freedom for everybody, and everybody should, be, should think of themselves as the beneficiary of that. Well, not, so, every, uh, not everyone's going to agree with you. I saw a Facebook friend of mine posted the fact that Rush Limbaugh died, and one of the responses was, may he burn in hell. And these, this is from the love and inclusion people on the left who are just so loving and, and di- love diversity, but apparently uh, they don't please, love Rush. Please, <laughs> please, John, don't get me started on that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the hypocrisy and the double standards is just stunning. Well, that's, what, that's what Rush called out. I mean, he called out hypocrisy, and he called out double standards. And I think that's yeah. why... I always remember what Harry Truman said. They used to say, give him hell, Harry. And he said, I never did give him hell. I just told the truth, and they thought it was hell. <laughs> that's a great quote. <laughs> so I, 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 went, I went back, you know, and I, and I uh, just, uh, just to refresh my memory a little bit this morning, I, I went back and I, and I listened to some of his archived uh, shows and... Uh, uh, the one thing that really struck me was uh, uh, he said, you know, he, uh, conservatives look at people and they see potential. They don't see victims. They don't see, you know, uh, blacks, whites, you know, Hispanics. They just see people, potential. And, uh, boy, that, that's, that's really kind of profound when you think about it. Can you and say it, and, it, and, and it describes, you know, it, that kind of kind of describes my own personal feelings, too, because uh, I, my belief is that conservatives and liberals at the core want the same thing. They want good things for people. They want, they want people to have good homes and, and, you know, good educations for their kids and a safe environment. To, you know, I mean, the, o- the only difference is how do you get there? Conservatives believe it comes it comes from free market capitalism and and freedom and uh, the the liberals think that uh, government the heavy handed government should uh, should guide be the be the the lodestar the guiding light uh, so but but at the core I think we both want the same thing. How would you encapsulate what he did for conservatives? I, I think since the 1980s, uh, conservatives were told by Rush and others that they have this tremendous power if they stick together and, and, and work together to try to make you know, positive change that they would see in the country. Uh, tell me about this uh, maybe congealing of conservatives, because I think prior to then, there, there may have been, I don't know, maybe the Republican Party and conservatives didn't, weren't all on the same page. And I don't think they're all in 100% agreement now either. But I'm just saying that I, I think Rush really made the, made it clear to them that they have a lot of power together. If we would only realize that the one the one thing that you have to give to the Democratic Party is they stick together. Whereas the the people on the right, uh, you know, they're it seems like uh, they. They kind of want the same thing, but they're they're you know they're different factions, and and they they kind of 
Uh, it, it, it's hard to describe. I, they they don't stick together like the Democrats do. <clears throat> and in what way uh, can you describe any interplay, and not personal, but uh, figuratively, between Rush Limbaugh and the Susquehanna Valley Conservatives, the, the local conservatives group, hundreds and hundreds of members who are, as you say, on the same page? I know that I know that many of many of my fellow Susquehanna Valley conservatives, uh, uh, you know, were uh, religious Rush followers on on the radio, and uh, it, it's not so much that. Well, I think I think a large segment of society today lives in their own echo chamber, and they're only tuned into words that they want to hear and messages that they want to hear, but. Uh, uh, so are, are conservatives guilty of that? Uh, probably, uh, but that's 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 a symptom of the the just the tremendous division that we have in so- American society today. It's 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 frightening to me. You know, you know, you know, Mark. I'm a Civil War historian, and boy, the parallels between today and the 1850s pretty scary. Yeah, you hear a lot of talk about Abraham Lincoln today and, and what he did then. And guess what we have in the White House? Uh, James Buchanan. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, probably the worst president ever. Well, and I don't even get it. That's how stupid I am, so <laughs> that just lets you know. But anyway, okay, Stan, uh, just an additional comment. I, I, I didn't want today to go by with uh, just a contra, you know, an argument about you know, any, any of Russia's uh, negatives or, or maybe sort of the controversy that he also often uh, was able to conjure, but just to really call attention to what he did for conservatives and what he did for radio. An additional comment, please. What he did for conservatives was be the voice that many of us feel like we don't have. Uh, and that's, that's a powerful thing. And uh, when you have that voice, it helps to unify things, and it, and it brings to your mind thoughts that you had that you just couldn't put into words, but he did it for us. And his loss, uh, is, is, it's just going to be... Uh, tremendous. I doubt that it will be uh, more, he will be mourned by too many liberals because, let's face it, he wasn't a uniter. I mean, he just, I, th- I think he kind of reached across the aisle with a club in his hand a lot of times. I mean, he spoke the truth, the, the hard truth, and he wasn't very popular among people on the left for it. Well, in your, in, when you, when you sent me the invitation, Mark, you, you, you used the word divisiveness, you know, do I think he was divisive? Well, divisiveness to me is in the in the ear of the beholder, and maybe, yeah, I'm I'm sure a lot of liberals didn't like what he said, but that's that's on them. He was a fighter for freedom, and they should they should be thankful for that. Well, and that's really, that's exactly where my comment in the email was leading to. You know, I, I don't necessarily want someone in my headphones to be saying, you know, Mark, you're a Democrat, you're wrong, liberals are terrible. But it, it helps me to raise up and make sure that I have my facts in order and that I know that they're, you know, the ideals that I'm standing up for and why I vote the way that I do and, and uh, you know, why some candidates, uh, why I agree with them. So I just think it's, uh, yeah, I, I th- the divisiveness uh, 
it was definitely part of his shtick, but I, re I really think it helped congeal. And I don't think you'd have had a Bill Clinton without a Rush Limbaugh, and you may not have had a Barack Obama without a Rush Limbaugh but to make surface, sure that it was 100% clear, you know, who's on which side. On the surface, it, a guy like Rush Limbaugh can provoke a national debate. He can get people talking about issues from each side. And I think that's one of his great services to the country. I mean, the, the people who duck and run from him are not the people who are serious about solving problems. The people who would engage him and debate him on toe-to-toe -to -toe on his stance, they're the people that are going to help solve problems in this country. Right. His remarks uh, were a catalyst for debate that made it clear that uh, some of his views were a little bit out of date and that uh, could it could use some uh, refreshing so all right stan a anything else to add to our conversation well you know i i i, I look at uh, you know our experience together you i know i know you're a liberal and i'm fine with that you know i'm a conservative and you're fine with that and there you are with joe with joe who's also a conservative so i mean why can't why can't both sides get along well, we have to be separated by plexiglass we should mention <laughs> that <laughs> he keeps throwing his shoes at me but that's because of an organism oh that's not an true ideology. Ex excellent point all right thank you thank so you, much stan. stan you're still on our list a potential co-host, although I think it's probably been about two years, but I will get you back ASAP and we'll get you in the conservative chair here. Thank you, sir. Take care. Glad to help anytime. Thank you. Take care, Stan. Stan Zellers, uh, uh, IT specialist uh, when he was in the work world, but he's retired now, and uh, grandchildren are his top priority, as they are for Joe's, and uh, uh, appreciate him. And Civil War buff, boy, beyond recognition, just has read everything. We should get together and get you off the air one day, and Stan and I should do it and talk about the Civil War. I would love that. <laughs> I would love that. And that is the only way I can learn it, because I can't read a Civil War book anymore, but I would just love to... Uh, learn more. Well, about you never it. read anyhow. You'll have to listen to them. Right. Exactly that. So, all right, we will take a quick break. Stan is standing by. He was so kind to do so. So please hold on, Sue. We're going to get... The other Stan. Yep. We're <laughs> going to get this. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Um, well, I guess we don't use his last name, but Stan from Danville. Hold on. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Mertz family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. And I, may I say how much I like your suspenders? Thank you. <laughs> it's a snow day. You look like you ought to I be plow plowing the North bit. 40. We, everybody looks like they're straight out of the L.L. Bean catalog around here today. <laughs> a lot of flannel going on. A lot on. of flannel, yeah. All, all we need right. is, uh, what was a guy from the Tool Time? Al. We Al. need Al from Tool okay. Time. Uh, Stan, you're on the mark. Thank you so much for waiting. Really appreciate it. Go right ahead. Good, good morning. Yeah, I mean, it was bad news yesterday when Limbaugh was announced that he died. Uh, 
but then you start looking on social media and the hate that the hate that's coming out of the left is just ridiculous i mean it, it's 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 huh, incomprehensible how hateful they are. And I can almost guarantee not a one of those spreading hate ever listened to a minute of Rush Limbaugh on his radio show. Because if they had, they would know better. I was surprised at how open people who were, some, some, now some people were who are liberal, how open they were about glad that he was gone you know people who posted good riddance on our facebook page when we posted the bulletin well, may and, he uh, burn in hell i like that's right, my that favorite mean, i was really surprised about that you know i i certainly didn't agree with him politically and uh i guess somewhere in my devilish self i have a good riddance hidden away but i certainly would never express it publicly well you know and, and a good many of them were there big hollywood elites you know, and they're spreading it around, and thousands and thousands of people mm. listen to their crap. You know, it's it's ridiculous. And I, uh, you know, that's all I got to say about it. Okay. Russell's a good guy. You know, he said what he said. He meant what he said, and he was usually a hundred percent right. Not always. He was wrong at some things, <laughs> right. but most of it he was correct on. And well, and most of the time when he turned the liberal stuff. You know, turned it against them. It was reading from their own sources: the New York Times, the Washington Post. That's where he gets his he gets getting his information. So it was their stories, their lies that he was throwing right back in their face. Oh my gosh, his blistering remarks about uh, Governor Cuomo lately are just crazy. Well, so. and, and well deserved, no doubt. <laughs> listen listen to what's going on up there. Yeah. No, you know, well deserved for Cuomo. He doesn't deserve to be in office. You know, they tried to get Trump out of office on whatever they tried to get him out on. Well, Cuomo's done it worse. Yeah. He talk. He talk about cover up and uh, you know, obstruction of justice. Cuomo's deep in it. Yeah. Now he's blaming it on God. <laughs> no. No. Well, first, I think he blamed it on Trump. Well, yeah. But, okay. You know, Trump's you know, not the, there Trump's now. government. You know, because the CDC told us to do certain things. Yeah. Okay. But whatever. You know, that's Cuomo, and I expect no less from him. But uh, now we got we got immigration and Biden. You know this this pathway to citizenship they're trying to get through for. Well, 11 million, which we all know 11 million is a lie, because they've been saying 11 million for the past 20, 30 years in this country. So it has to be at least double or triple that, would be my guess. Because nobody knows, because you can't ask anybody that if they're here legally or illegally, or because you, know, you give them driver's license and everything else so they can drive and vote and all that. But that's neither here nor there. And, and, and the dreamers, you know, that unconstitutional executive order to create a, an immigration system, by the pre past president, Obama, that, you know, Trump tried to stop, but of course they said he couldn't do it. You know, it's okay to put a fake law into effect by executive order, but when somebody tries to remove an illegal law, that's that's not okay. So that's that, that, you know... I never could, it, never could figure that one out myself. Interesting point yeah, about and the they 11 have, million. We've right. been using and that have, for quite a few years. <laughs> you know, no business. These people broke the law to get here. I don't care how old they were, when they came, or whatever. They do not deserve a pass to citizenship unless they're going to all leave this country and go back to the embassies in their country and do it the right way, the way people have been doing for years and spending piles of money because they want to come here and become an American. But these people just think because they walk up to the border and jump the line that they should get special treatment. Where, where, where is the, where, you know, that's all Biden's been doing since he got in is everything for the, the non-citizen, nothing for the citizen. 
All right, we got well, you. he's, um, you know, I'm not, I've said on this program before, I'm not adverse to some kind of a pathway for citizenship if we shut the border down and make it tougher, for, impossible for anything to keep on going like this. Because we don't and want another done, 11 million t- 10 years from now. Stan wants he's doing everything but Stan wants to bust closing the border down. 11 million people south. <laughs> All right, thank you so much. Well, Stan, no, I, I think it's more like 22 or 33 million that need to go south. Well, I think that's or an wherever they point. came from, because I guarantee, <laughs> and they've said it, not everyone that's here illegally came from south of the border, which is true, because people came on visa overstays and all that. They need to be rooted out and deported, too. All right, we got you, Stan. Thank you it's so much. It's not a race thing. It's not a hate thing. It's a law thing. We're a nation of laws, correct? Last thing I, time I checked, we're supposed to be? We are supposed to be. The government of and laws. And if, if, if I went in the convenience store and robbed that store, they're not going to give me a pass. They're going to arrest my butt and throw me in jail. Stan, how many federal law books have you read in your life? I got I got one here with gun laws and it's uh, terrible to read. Hundreds, hundreds of pages, I know. I'm just harassing. <laughs> it's terrible you. to read, but well, it doesn't matter. It's real simple. Break the law, pay the price. Right, we got you. You know the law is that you don't come into this country illegally. Otherwise, that law is meaningless, and that's what they're allowing to happen. So I guess the law is meaningless. All right. Thank you so much, Stan. Thank yep. you. Thank Thanks, you. Thank Stan. you. Really, Stan. really appreciate Thanks. the call. Take care. Uh, from Stan to Steve. Good morning, sir. You're on the mark. Good morning, gentlemen. Well, I'm not really going to fight with anybody, and I even Joe might have a hard time fighting with me today. What? I'm, because this morning I am just kind of disgusted with politicians in in general. Uh, let's start down in Texas. Uh, we have the governor down there in Texas. He's a Republican. He uh, a couple of days ago he tried to blame this terrible, um, you know, weather-related issue and energy-related issue down there on uh, green energy, which was kind of ridiculous. He says, uh, you know, it's all because of the green energy bill. Well, there is no green energy bill, so that was ridiculous. If you look into it, you'll see there were failings along the way of the government down there, of the energy industry down there, that have led to this uh, terrible problem down there. With at one point, I think seventy percent of the state of Texas was without power. And then you have a former Republican governor, Rick Perry, who says, "I think we're, I think Texans would rather spend a few days." without water and a few days freezing rather than have the federal government come in here and get involved in their energy business. Uh, I will bet you that Rick Perry is not without power, is not without water, is not without food. So that's that's the Texas politicians. And then, like uh, Stan, your previous caller, he ripped uh, uh, Governor Cuomo uh, unfortunately, it's, as a Democrat, I would I think apparently it's pretty well deserved. You know, uh, you know something. I don't know the details, but covering up deaths in nursing homes and uh, you know, so that's an issue. And then even even the Biden administration on this whole issue of reopening schools, it's you know reporters have asked them. Do you think teachers need to be inoculated before they can return to schools? And the Biden administration and their spokespeople 
won't give a straight answer. They say, we think it's a, teachers should be a priority. But they won't just give yes or no. So finally, 10 minutes ago, I, I heard Dr. Fauci on TV. You know, Dr. Fauci isn't interested in votes. He isn't a politician. And Dr. Fauci on this whole issue of education said, it is not realistic that we can have every teacher inoculated before we reopen all of the schools. I mean, he just, he, he maybe because he's not a politician and doesn't have to worry about votes, he's not, he is allowed, he's not afraid to come out and say it very straightforwardly. And everybody thinks, I, I think, it, it would be great if the teachers could all be inoculated. But it ain't going to happen. And it'd be nice for the Biden administration to say, it is not practical to have every single teacher inoculated before we can reopen the school. But you missed the reason, Steve. The reason is that Joe Biden is bought and paid for by the teachers' unions. Well, there you go, Joe. I will give you credit. Joe Biden is no more bought and paid for by the teachers' unions than you are bought and paid for by your buddy Fred Keller over there in Snyder County. So, you know, see, this is what happens. This is what happens with politics, and eventually, it eventually gets down to the voters like you and like like Stan, who take it way to the extreme. But anyway, I can tell by the music, I better stop talking. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'd love to debate that with you, you, but thanks for calling, Steve. Always appreciate your calls, buddy. Take care. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Thank you, Steve Kushaloff, our good occasional co-host. Hasn't been in the studio since Monday. <laughs> You're listening to News Radio 1070, WKOK Sunbury. Open phones after the news. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board. WKOK's live telephone uh, talk show, On the Mark. I am Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe is directly across from me, and uh, he could not be more wrong in all of his important conservative ideals and values, but I am here to set him straight, so that is a good educational opportunity. Mr. Rob Center uh, is a fabulous producer on the other side of the glass, so we appreciate his help and hard work. Boy, we got two lines taken and two lines ringing, so we got lots of Callers talked about Rush Limbaugh in the first part of our show, and then uh, one of our good uh, callers, Steve Kushaloff, talked about uh, people on both sides of the aisle that really just aren't doing their job. Today, as the Kindness Month continues, you are encouraged to learn about someone's culture other than your own. Learn about someone's culture other than your own. So that's uh, something interesting that you can do. And that's, that certainly will just take uh, part of a day. <laughs> yeah, right. It do, won't be a lifelong effort. Yeah, right. It's just, don't, just don't do it, it. Or 10 minutes or so. Try right? to stay who you are. No one is allowed on your lawn of any <laughs> culture. I think that's, the, that's how ecumenical you are. It doesn't matter who you are. Stay off Joe's lawn. All right. We do have some brief news headlines here. PennDOT reduced the speeds and imposed some restrictions on Interstate 80 around here. Also, sections of Interstate 81, 83, 99, and 283 also have restrictions. Uh, that means uh, no 
tractors without uh, trailers, no tractors towing unloaded or lightly loaded trailers, whether it's a single trailer, a double, or even a triple. Uh, enclosed empty box trucks with a light load aren't allowed unless they have extra traction. Uh, passenger vehicles aren't allowed to tow trailers right now. That includes uh, cars, SUVs, and pickup trucks. Uh, no RVs, motorhomes, uh, buses, commercials, motor coaches, uh, commercial buses, uh, and without alternative traction devices on uh, the interstate right now. Most COVID vaccine appointments scheduled for today at Geisinger are being rescheduled because of the winter weather. The whole Geisinger Clinic at the Hughes Building will close at 11.50 this morning. Uh, all first-dose vaccine appointments will be rescheduled for Monday, March 1st. All of this morning's second-dose appointments will proceed as scheduled. All of this afternoon's second-dose appointments will be done this morning. Geisinger says those changes aren't related to Wednesday's announcement from the Department of Health that there was a big flub on the part of some health care provider who they won't name that used hundreds of thousands of uh, doses that were intended for second doses instead as first doses and that caused uh, some uh, big issues in the supply chain of uh, doses but they're working through that and at Evangelical Community Hospital the weather is the reason the vaccine clinic there canceled today they also say that they are working through the shortage of Moderna second doses because of uh, that vaccine fax, uh, flub that was uh, done by some unnamed provider in Pennsylvania. So let's not hold anybody accountable. Let's hide the truth. Well, the Department of Health may be doing so. Yes, they're just hiding the truth. They may be dealing with the truth, but in the meantime, they say a bigger issue, as far as we're concerned, is is the work through. Evangelical Community Hospital, very happy for the reprieve in patients uh, because of COVID-19 there. Kendra Auker told us on the Newsline, now they get to catch up with some of the missed opportunities in the operating rooms. Starting next week, we're consolidating from a non-COVID and a COVID ICU back into one ICU. And so I would tell you that internally it's, it's a gradual ramp up so that we can get back to fully operating our operating rooms. Uh, she says getting past the holidays was key to getting the uh, reprieve in cases. Inmates at SCI Muncie get vaccinated today. Yesterday, the Corrections Secretary John Wetzel says 800 inmates at SCI Muncie in Lycoming County get their shot today. See, now their vaccination clinic won't be canceled because of the weather. And a growing number of high school English courses are ditching <laughs> Shakespeare. It's bad enough that most kids just don't understand the sonnets, but now teachers are getting woke to all the racism and misogyny oh. in the works, so, so they're canceling the Hamlet, Macbeth, and Romeo and Juliet oh, by all means, reading yes, let's. and replacing Shakespeare with more modern works. Another pack of idiots heard from. All right. <laughs> well, yeah, I... I, I, I th- idiots! I think... Uh, uh, today's high school's kids should be made to suffer as we did. Right, <laughs> Let's put we it had to way. learn it. <laughs> well, I, but I think you learn so much from it. You, you know, do. Including what, what the past was like and, and how lucky you have it today. All right, well, we got tons of callers. And we uh, do have an email here that relates to, uh, to our prior caller. He says, I hate to correct Steve, but the unions have paid and bought Biden. I belong to ASME, and yes, they paid for Biden with my union dues, and that's a fact. It's sad but true, and I am not 
95% sure the teachers union have done the same thing after talking to my teacher friends. All right, read this one, too, while it's called Okay. Uh, this one's a little incorrect. Referring to today's similarity to the lead-up to the Civil War in the 1850s, Stanzi's comment that President Biden is the worst president, Lincoln's predecessor, James Buchanan, was also from Pennsylvania, as is Biden. What does that say about PA? Actually, he said James Buchanan was the worst president we ever had. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Okay. All right. And Van is waiting. Van, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Good morning. I just want to thank Steve Kushelov for a big laugh this morning because this guy, he's upset with the governor down in Texas and the governor's blaming green, the green tech bill for what's going on down there. And this coming from a guy on Monday that, that sat in your studio and blamed Trump for all the COVID-19 deaths in America. So I thought that was funny. Also, like you just read with that email, you know, when, when Joe said about, you know, Biden bought and paid for by the teachers unions and he's, he's like, no, no. And it's like, my goodness, if, if you don't understand that politicians are bought and paid for, you're living in a different universe. Because yeah. these special interest groups and, and the, especially the teachers union, they have so much power within our state. Governor Wolf is under their thumb and he does whatever they want. You know, one of the best things I've ever seen, Van, was a meme that said it had NASCAR drivers there in their uniforms, and all the, their uniforms are covered with all the people who pay them. They said politicians should be required to do the same thing, wear a uniform and, and have on it labeled all the people who bought and paid for them. Yeah, all their well, they'd have to wear a train behind them. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Good one, Van. Um, that That's the best yeah, one the, of the day. Yes, the, the bigger the donation, like the NRA would have, uh, they would have a huge patch on most Republicans uh, train and uh, like the teachers union would just have a tiny patch on a Republican but they would have a huge train on the right. on a Democrat I like that that's a great idea Van. <laughs> uh, and just another thought you know and I was sad to hear Rush Limbaugh pass you know and, and you know Larry King passed a while back and that was sad too and I, I just I am just so disappointed with the character of people today I mean I don't care what political views you have how someone can go on social media and post, you know, like like you brought up, Joe, about you know, hope the guy's burning in hell. What a right. what a wicked statement to make. And I, I just wonder, you know, how how many of those people that posted that stuff, how many of those people are going to be removed from social media now? Oh, none, none, none of them, probably, I'm sure, none of them. <laughs> you know, it's, it's it's just you know, figuring out. It don't take much to to figure things out. So. Yeah, good point. All right, thank you so much. Thank you, Van, for calling in. Uh, good we'll one. Go, we'll Have a good one. Go from one good caller to the next. That takes us from Van to Joseph from Milton regarding Rush Limbaugh. Yes, uh, uh, yes, I wanted to comment on the first time I heard him, and he said his famous statement, "Talent on loan from God." Uh, when I first heard that, as a, as a believer in the Messiah, I thought, "How can this man say such a thing? Blasphemy!" You know, that he got this talent from the Almighty. And then uh, the Savior showed me, yes, he really did get that talent from me. And he's not afraid, he's humble enough to admit it, you know, and confess it before the world. And uh, that, was, that was quite a revelation for me. And uh, also I'd like to say, uh, we look at, we may look at that and some people would probably laugh at him saying that, but it is true. And uh, uh, President Trump said the same thing when he said in a news conference one time, they were, re reporters were asking questions, uh, he said, I'm the anointed one. 
And I know CNN went nuts with that. But yes, he was Yahweh's anointed one, just as King Cyrus uh, in the Bible. Uh, He didn't know it. Cyrus didn't know it. But Yahweh said, Thou art my anointed Cyrus. Before you even knew me, he said, I I chose you to subdue nations and so forth. He was the king of Persia. And so this king didn't even know it, but he was being used of the Almighty. And it's a beautiful thing. I know myself personally, when I got saved, the night that I asked him to save me, I was by my bedside and I got up and I was going to read the Bible. Well, I quit school in 10th grade. I never learned how to read. I joined the Army, and I was 30 years old when I got saved. And I opened up the Bible that night, and I, <laughs> I was just, I couldn't pronounce the words. I didn't know how to read. And I said, if you want me to know or do anything, you've got to have to show me. And I closed, I closed the Bible up and prayed that. And when I opened it back up again, I just began to read. And I could pronounce the words. I knew what they meant. And I had no problem whatsoever. And it was just wisdom from the Almighty. And he'll give anyone that wisdom if you want it for his esteem and glory and magnification and not a, not ashamed to say that you got it from him because I have no talent of my own. Back I know to Rush that. Limbaugh. So this is, uh, so we all have talent on loan from God. Is that safe to say? I, I would, oh, yes, of course. Okay. He created the human mind. All he right. gave us that in the beginning. But there is uh, wisdom that you can get uh, from him if you're willing to humble yourself and ask him, you read, you'll find this right in the book of James, the first, uh, first chapter, first five verses. It says, Let him ask of Yahweh, give it to all men liberally, and he'll give it to you and upbraid you not. But you must ask in faith, nothing wavering. And so, again, when I saw that later on, I said, Yes, I need wisdom. Boy, I really do. <laughs> all right, and you. my wisdom that I wanted was wisdom to understand his word and his, uh, how he thinks not for my own gratification or exhortation. And he gave me that wisdom, just as he gave to King Solomon. When King Solomon didn't ask for riches or the life of his enemy, he said, because you didn't ask me for these things, but you asked for wisdom, I'm going to give you them anyhow. And so he did. But that promise is for anybody, whosoever will. It's just like salvation. is for whosoever will. All right. And uh, if you want it, you know, you can have it. All right. We yeah. got you, Joseph. Thank you so much. Really yep. appreciate it. We got the three call. other calls pending. Yep, we got here. loaded up with calls here. We have a three minute limit on calls. Uh, Dale, keep that in mind as you go right ahead. I just think what happened in Texas right now, the warning shot is for our food supply, where, where basically we're, right now we're all blaming people personally and attacking personal people personally. I, I think we just need to get to the general attack, which is the uh, industrial military complex, which they control the weather, and they control the fires, and they put Trump in, and they put Biden in. Trust me, <clears throat> Biden had to be put in. His brain is gone. And I think, you know, if you can't see that, you got to be a sheep. you got to be a sheep. The guy's gone. Can he, you be a lemming? Yeah, I mean, if you stand back and take a look and just say this guy was never president and just met him, you can see that he's gone. He's 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 four sheets to the wind. He's gone. And the uh, industrial military complex basically put him in. What was Eisenhower uh, part queuing on? I want to know that. How come no one talk about Eisenhower? What he warned us about? Because this right now, this is just a warning shot. Gotcha. They're they're, they're so, rounding up the sheep. They're controlling the weather and cut, cutting our food supply off. I mean, they're controlling the I'm weather. Not a, I think we need to stop attacking people personally. I think everybody stop attacking somebody personally. I don't care if they're political or not, but 
I can just tell you, if they're causing havoc in this world, they're basically working for the industrial military complex. Okay. So I mean, uh, it's, it's, when, when three sheets to the wind is drunk, what is four sheets to the wind, just out of idle curiosity? I don't know. But okay. when okay. I seen that, well, you used I, it. <laughs> I was ready to cry when I seen this guy. I said, it's just, it's just not true. It's just not true that we actually put Trump in and Biden in. I'm sorry. I think America is a lot more intelligent than that. I'm sorry. I just can't believe it. We can do better. That's what we heard. We can do better. All right. We got you, Dale. Thank you so much. This is industrial military complex written all over it. Gotcha. All right. Thank you so much. A man who hates name-calling, calling calling half of the people (laughs) who voted for president sheep. Sheep, right. Okay. (laughs) I think one could argue that's name-calling. All right. Stand by Mike and Eric. Uh, They are occupying two of our lines. Uh, We have two open. Earlier today, we talked to Stan Zellers about Rush Limbaugh, and one of our letter writers says... The reason the left says Rush was divisive is only because he didn't say things they agreed with, and he didn't use a politically correct way of saying them. The left and the media hated him the same way they hate Trump because he fought against them and didn't care, uh, didn't cave to them the way many Republicans do today. I listened to Rush since the early 90s, and it's very true when he said he could make the complex understandable. And if you listen to him when he took calls, he had a way of relating to the common person. He will truly be missed. And that's signed by Doug. Thank you so much. 1-800-795-9565. One call coming in to waiting uh, for emails pending and some texts. We'll be right back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. This one right here. Right. Uh, One of our texters says, I'll answer Van's question about the blue checks on social media and their disgusting remarks about Rush Limbaugh. None of their vile remarks will be removed by Twitter, Facebook, or any of the other leftist social media platforms. Probably very true. All right. Mike, you're on the mark. Oh, Eric. Oh, yeah, Mike is correct. Mike, go right ahead. Yeah, you know, uh, we have a lot of people predicting things and, you know, telling us what the future is going to bring. But from a personal perspective, if you know, if ten or fifteen years ago somebody would say, Mike, <clears throat> you're gonna be sitting up in the in your room listening to WKOK while your grandson is going to virtual school and when he's done with his normal stuff, he's in kindergarten by the way, and when he's done with his normal stuff, they're gonna have a, a lesson on learning Spanish, okay? You know, I mean I could not have believed that. But that's that's the reality, okay? So <clears throat> 
trying to predict the future is a, a tough business to be in, but some people are good at it. I just, I'm not. But uh, one of the comments I really want to make is about what's going on in the midsection of our country. On your news, uh, the last time you had the news on while I'm listening, they said this is expected to be the largest insurance claim. You know, this is going to result in the largest amount of insurance claims in history. So that alone tells you that this is a large magnitude event. What, what is that? Faceted, what is that? You didn't say what it was. The, uh, the the situation in Texas. Okay, they're, they're the weather, the weather Texas, situation. But it's not okay. just Texas. It's, it's the whole central part of the country down to the Gulf Coast, basically, with the cold outbreak and the unprecedented, and, you know, historically, the recent history, uh, unprecedented amount of uh, storm systems, the ice and the snow that they're just not accustomed to seeing on a, on a regular basis, not even in their lifetimes. And one of the things, you know, natural gas is very plentiful coming out of the ground down there, but it has to be distributed. And one of the rules that the EPA put in was that you could no longer use the natural gas being distributed as a mode of providing the energy to transport, you know, to push it through the lines, in other words, to distribute it. Everything had to be switched to electric motors as opposed to using the, the gas that was right there essentially for free. So that, that was a, that's a big problem that no one's really talking about. And then there's many other things. I mean, to, to have snow on the sandy beaches down at the southern tip of uh, Texas is, is something that, you know, I haven't seen in my lifetime. Well, there was a short time yesterday when it was warmer here than in Texas. It was yesterday we got up to, I think, 28 or 30 in the afternoon, and the temperature in Texas, in Dallas yesterday was 26. Well, of course, that's the, the, when you have a high amplitude pattern, or in other words, when you have a large polar outbreak diving south, that's not unusual to see. Yeah, both of you guys can remember the winter of 1976-77, I assume, correct? When we shut down the schools for a week in Pennsylvania? Um, you, you vaguely, I do remember. That's in the record books. It's all over the place. Right. E- exactly. And w- what we had then was this cold air mass diving down from the Arctic. But that time it was further to the east. I happened to uh, move to Florida shortly after that, and there were still roads, you know, asphalt roads that had crumbled because they were not built to say to say the same frost you know deep into the ground down into central florida but that particular year it got down below freezing and it got frost in the ground and it destroyed the roads and you're, you're seeing the same type of things happening in florida you know it's not unusual to, to get cold temperatures for a short period of time in some of these areas but when it lasts for days and days that puts a strain on everything and it just didn't, it's not working out. You know, there's been too many problems. You know, they call it the perfect storm, and I, and I believe that. Sometimes that's a cliche, but so many things have come together in this one particular thing to cause a tragedy. And, you know, I don't know what the final death count is going to be, but it wouldn't surprise me if it's kind of shocking, because when you have extended cold uh, for people that are elderly, uh, you, you're getting into hypothermia. You're getting into situations where people aren't used to dealing with this cold, and they're doing things. You know, I don't want to say stupid things. It's just they don't have the awareness. You know, they're bringing uh, uh, generators into their homes or whatever, and getting you know carbon monoxide poisoning. So it is. A, it's a real tragedy. And the idea that we're uh, pointing fingers and blaming everybody, depending on which particular party you're in, it, it's a sad thing, in my opinion. All right, we got yeah. you, Mike. Thank you so yeah, much. I agree with you. You got a good point there. Thanks, Mike. Yeah, thanks, thanks yep, for calling take in. Okay. Take care. Uh, Eric is next. We switch right to Eric. Go ahead, sir. You're on the mark. Good morning, gentlemen. Thank you for taking my call. 
Um, heard a lot of people this morning, um, you know, praising Rush Limbaugh. Um, question, was Rush Limbaugh a racist and a sexist? We don't know what was in his heart, but we do know at times he said <laughs> racially uh, insensitive things and sexist remarks, but who knows what was in his heart. I think a lot of it might have been show business. Uh, to repeat it over and over again, uh, I am appalled again at, at Mr. Joseph calling in and using your uh, call-in show as a some sort of religious platform for his following of Yahweh. Uh, but for him to then quote and say, you know, uh, Rush Limbaugh is a great example of God's inspired, uh, you know, inspired something in a human being. Here, just so our listeners can hear some of the things that Rush Limbaugh did say, they can find them for themselves. It's on CBS.com. Quote, the NAACP should have race rehearsals. They should get a liquor store and practice robberies. Uh, Let's see, what else? Uh, Have you ever noticed how all composite pictures of one of criminals resemble Jesse Jackson? Look, let me put it this way. The NFL too often looks like a game between the Bloods and the Crips without any weapons. There, I said it. All right, so he said all kinds of things that were designed to gain attention, and guess what? <laughs> he even has a perfectly good liberal from Port Treverton calling in and quoting them to this very day. Because, so. because what my, my point is this, Mark. We, we, we're going to, to just like we, we do with Mr. Trump, uh, we're going to kind of you know, forget the bad things and just remember you know, he's this great conservative whatever, okay? This is the true heart of the man. These are the quotes. And if that's not enough for you, let's look at feminism. Uh, feminism was established so as to allow unattractive women access to the mainstream of society. Women should not be allowed on juries where the accused is a stud. I'm a huge supporter of women, while I'm not as a supporter of liberalism. Feminism is what I oppose, and feminism has led women astray. I love women. I, I don't know he, where uh, all this got started. I, I love the women's movement, especially when walking behind it. Who was this he? man was a racist. He was a sexist, and he just appealed to uh, a certain pers- uh, demo- uh, part of this uh, country who, of men, mostly white men, who wanted to hear this stuff on the radio that they loved to say to themselves. That doesn't make it right. It doesn't make him a true conservative. It doesn't make him a bombastic voice, which a lot of people listen to, because it reflected their own narrow views. But doesn't it, isn't it possible that what he was doing is trying to get a debate started, trying to pro- be a provocateur, to get people talking, to get them angry, to get them thinking about what he's talking about, right or wrong? I mean, sometimes an ancient provocateur is exactly what the country needs. I think he provided that function. I didn't listen to the guy, never, don't think I ever listened to him more than 10 seconds in his whole career. But I think what he did was he tried to provoke a national debate. He tried to get people talking. Whether they loved him or hate him, they couldn't ignore him. No, that's not the reason why. He was a misogynist and a racist. <laughs> Sorry, Joe. Go ahead, Eric. And if, if someone called into his show and, and took him on, then, then he said things like this. This is to an African-American female caller trying to make a point. Honey, take that bone out of your nose and call me back. <laughs> okay, he, did, he, did, he didn't want anyone. He was narcissistic, and he didn't want anyone to take any views against his. And he tried to call in talking that way. He just played you down as just being a liberal, and, and you're against me because you're liberal and I'm a conservative. Well, most conservatives agree with all of those statements and think they're hilariously funny. So that's why he appealed to them, because they're all I, I in think agreement. It, I think that I know a lot of cons- people who are conservative who are not anti-women, 
and are not anti-minorities. The I most of his fans, not part. most conservatives, most of his fans agreed with him on no, those No, you said topics. most conservatives agree with what he said and enjoyed it. That's what you just said. Yes, that is what you just okay, said. well, that's fine. And I disagree I'll stand with that by that. Take the I bone out of your nose and call me back. I country who are more <laughs> conservative than liberal. I happen to be uh, conservative in something, liberal in some things. But to then to take this person, Rush Limbaugh, and elevate him as this is the great person of our of conservatism and the President of the United States gave him the Medal of Freedom uh, the day after he announced uh, his, his uh, cancer. I, I'm going to end with one quote. I know my time is up. This is his quote <laughs> about cancer. Speaking about the dangers of smoking, this is a myth. This has been disproven at the World Health Organization and the report was suppressed. There is no fatality whatsoever. There's not even major sickness component associated with secondhand smoke. It may, it may irritate you, you may not like it, but you, it will not make you sick. It will not kill you. First-hand smoke takes over 50 years to kill a person, if it does. Not everyone that smokes gets cancer. Now, it's true that everyone who smokes dies, but so does everyone who eats carrots. I would like a medal for smoking cigars, is what I'm saying. One well, Mr. Lum, Mr. Rush Limbaugh, you got what you, you reaped and you sowed, because he died of lung cancer. Right, one of our listeners you. says, one of you our listeners it. says, Eric, nice, Eric, never listen to Rush, and you pull quotes out of context from leftist sources. Yeah. Well, Eric, you yeah. lost your chance to ever listen and learn. Oh, my God. So what is the proper context for a racist remark? I, I, you know, I, I didn't listen to the guy, so I can't take, I, I don't know the full body of his work. But I agree, you can take quotes from anybody and just run those quotes, and it sounds like they're a terrible person. I'd like to hear the context of it. Okay. We'll see if we can bring that along. All right. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. I got one open line, three people waiting. Upper right-hand corner, please. Says uh, the only thing worse than a closed-minded conservative is a closed-minded liberal. Most rush haters are the very singular-minded on one or one or few issues, unable to listen and easily led to hate. Yeah, Mike, I think you're right on that one. I think it's a human condition. I don't think it's a conservative issue. All right. We'll be right back. One eight hundred seven nine five nine. Oops. Why, why? Why bother? Why bother what? Giving out the phone number. Oh, right. Because we have all four lines tied up. All right. Upper right hand. Blame Trump all you want, but the people that did the damage at the Capitol were adults. They made the choice to do what they did, and they are responsible for what happened. Yeah, Joe and I talked about that. We we found that we could come up with a percentage of culpability of President Trump, but the rest, of course, is and most most of the choice is the individuals who did the damage. Uh, Dan has waited the longest, so that puts you on the radio, sir. Thanks for waiting. You're on the mark. Hey, good morning, guys. Well, for Eric, Rush, all his statements were taken out of context. If you listen to Rush Limbaugh, you were educated, and you knew he was not a racist bone in that man's body. I listened to him for many years whenever I had the chance, and I he'll really be missed. And Rush Limbaugh, right now, he's with his Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He gave his testimony on the air. I heard it about two or three months ago. I happened to have it on, and he told about his faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. So Rush Limbaugh is enjoying peace, which he was suffering greatly with his cancer and he's a genius communicator he could help you understand 
the conservative doctrine, why why it's smart to be a conservative, and he could communicate that to us, his audience, just as President Trump communicated to his audience. He talked to us, not above us, not past us, but to us, and that's what I loved about Rush Limbaugh. Well, did you I was a conservative. Do you realize that the Russia's before. you're not you're you're not being universally uh, agreed with here. I w- I looked up. I I asked the question of uh, Google: Is Rush Limbaugh a racist? And what came up was stories like Rush, and this is based on his death. Rush Limbaugh taught Republicans to love an angry racist bully. Another headline from another publication: Rush Limbaugh viciously anti-LGBTQ and racist radio host dead. Rush Limbaugh made America worse. You know, those are the kinds of things uh, <laughs> that sad. are being said about Very sad. But you, had, you said he's not a racist. So no, when, when he would say bit. something racist, was it just for show business? That's what I speculated early on today. No, you can take anything out of context. And basically that's what people did to Rush. They took it out of context. You had to listen to the whole show to get the context, and I never, there's not a, I can honestly say there's not a racist bone in Rush's body. So when Rush Limbaugh was talking about a woman that, taking uh, a a black woman that had a bone in her nose, he knew that in her lineage there were cannibals that kept a bone in their nose, so he wasn't making fun of her, he's just talking about her actual family, is that the context there? Well, you had to go. Are you okay, Joe? Even <laughs> no, more never than you that, that you had to hear the whole thing. I don't remember that particular statement, but you listen to the Rush Limbaugh. He had liberals that were former liberals call in. They started to listen very discouragedly. They they were disgruntled with his statements. They started to listen, and gradually they saw the light. <laughs> that that liberalism is a waste of time, and they would be converted. He had calls, even the times I listened, I heard many callers call in and say, Rush, you opened my eyes as a young liberal hippie growing up in that generation. You made me see the light of conservatism, and and that's the kind of communicator he was. And it was a shame when he when he was taken off the of WMLP. I heard lots of complaints. Right. They put on a wasted another sports talk. Just what we need more sports talk. <laughs> wasted time. Oh, we got some but of that later today. It was a shame when you took it off. Now there's conservative talk back on, but it's not rush. That right. I don't. I listen to other conservative talk radio. All right, we got to move on. Like it said, there was only one Rush Limbaugh, and I thank the Lord Jesus Christ that I'm going to see Rush in a few years in heaven, and we can communicate there. Okay, so, we got you, Dan. Thank you so much. Really appreciate you, the call. Some of those people. You, bet you guys for have out. a great one. Some of the people who I saw believe he's in the other direction and burning. <laughs> right, there, up, 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 right. Uh, one right of your callers erroneously said Rush Limbaugh used liberals' own words against them. 
Baloney. Baloney. Okay, I never heard a liberal call women feminists, feminazis. Yeah, I, I didn't realize it until I read some of the obituary coverage today. Uh, he referred to quite a few individuals as Nazis, not just feminists, but other individuals, too. So he called one young woman uh, the S word, S-L blank. Okay, S-L blank blank. I'm not going to say, say it on the Well, I don't choose to say it on the air. Um, May I? Yes. <laughs> called her a, a slut. Right, okay. So, Which just means a lady of ill repute. I mean, it's not what a terrible is the, word. I, I'd like to, I, I recall that the conversation related to birth control, the woman that okay. was talking about health care providing birth control, I do recall that. What is the proper context to call someone a slut? Well, do you remember Saturday Night Live, the Jane Curtin, and uh, I forget, uh, was it... Um, Comedy and show business. Okay. Right. Well, that's what I'm Jane, arguing. Jane, you ignorant slut. Those were the words that uh, resonated on Saturday Night Live for years. It's not nice to call somebody that if you, unless you're doing something like a skit. I mean, it's not a pleasant word. Okay. Well, that's exactly what I'm arguing, that all of those racist and misogynist remarks were just show business. Like Dan says, maybe Rush did not hold racist, you know, racist views in his heart or misogynist views in his heart. But for the purpose of show business, it was okay to say but I those can't, things. I can't understand. He said things were taken out of context. I can't imagine the context in which telling a black woman to take the bone out of her nose and call back would be misconstrued. I mean, that seems pretty blatantly racist to me. So Yeah, hard, hard to wiggle out of that one. Okay, uh, this one, and then we'll get to Tom. says, good air. morning. As a gay male, I know Rush Limbaugh was a racist, just like former President Trump. Okay, and then we go. Well, gay isn't a race. <laughs> well, he's just giving you background. He's okay. sensitive to important topics like that. Uh, Tom, you're on the mark. Uh, go right ahead. Well, first off, I agree with Eric 100% on Rush. And uh, I'll read this thing on have on the computer. A con man can only lie to folks who lie to themselves. And that's Rush Limbaugh, Donald Trump, and their listeners. Somehow well, I'm not surprised. I have something nice to say about uh, Rush Limbaugh. And it what? was nice that he got to see Donald Trump lose. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but now what that. I really called about was this Texas thing. Now, the other day, Joe was making fun of this helicopter throwing out the wind, the wind turbine. Well, it turns out, Joe, that there's wind turbines in Greenland and Ashla- and uh, Alaska in Austria and Denmark, and there's even 64 of them that start in Centralia and go on the mountain all the way out to Shenandoah, and they don't freeze because Texas was too stupid. The Republicans did not buy the right windmills. There are windmills that operate in cold temperatures. They bought the wrong ones. But you're missing the That's point. That's a big mistake. No, they said, uh, and uh, this is the truth, and I, I don't know whether this is pro or con your argument, they said no one in Texas has specced any of their equipment for the kind of weather they have now because it's so unusual. And he said, and he well, made a good point, he said it would be like us uh, having a... That's an excuse. Uh, well, That's that, an what, excuse. What if we had a piece of equipment up here? We don't spec it to go to 104 degrees or 140 degrees the way they do in Texas. They're, they're ready for they heat, but they're not ready for cold. Here. Huh? Joe, you're making excuses. They no, have, I'm telling you. They have windmills that go that 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 operate in Greenland and in Austria and Denmark and Switzerland, but that Pennsylvania. Wasn't, that they wasn't don't the freeze point. up. You got to buy the right ones. The point that was, was a big mistake. Oh, the point. Another the point. big mistake was they didn't winterize their plants. <laughs> okay, hold None on. None of their Tom. plants are winterized. 
That's yeah. why they have this problem. Tom, the point and of that was... <laughs> the biggest mistake... Listen now, their biggest mistake... Listen now, Jim, I'm listening. ...is they are the only state... I mean, I saw the map last night on TV. They are the only state that is cannot, not connected to any other state. They are all by themselves. If that happened in Pennsylvania... We could get our electricity from Maryland or New York or Ohio or uh, anywhere. We could get it from Tennessee. We could get our electricity from anywhere. They are not connected. They are the only state that is not connected into the national electric grid. Right, well, they're actually the only little, one. Tall, hold, hold on, on a second. Now, here's I'm going to put you on hold, Tom. Stand here on. is an email uh, responding to this whole topic from a gentleman who lives in Texas, and he's been a correspondent of this program for many years, Larry from Texas. He says, wow, Steve K. was so wrong on what's happening down here in Texas. Apparently, he has no idea what life is like in Texas. Most homes down here that are older than 15 years have poor or no insulation. We normally use air conditioning 12 months a year. Over 50% of the solar and wind turbines in the state were shut down because they were frozen or covered in ice and snow, and the sun was not out. The caller who shared the information about natural gas transmission guidelines being pushed by an, by electric was 100% on point. Lastly, we only get this type of weather every 10 to 15 years. I've been here for almost 40 years and have never dealt with the weather this bad. We're not prepared for this stuff. So remember, fellas, things are Always bigger in Texas. The storm was proof of that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So he made my, that's the point I was making that Texas isn't prepared for well, it because read, it's so unusual. Read the last line. Oh, stay well and safe while providing a great service to the country. That's what I need. This okay. is Be Kind Week, and I think Larry knows that. Thank you, Larry. Really appreciate that. All right, Tom, uh, we'll go back to you. We'll let you give you the last word. Go right well, ahead. Well, now you just took two minutes of my three minutes. No, you you, you still you, – well, first of all, you already used your three minutes. That already happened. But you can have the last word unless you wish to continue well, arguing that, about uh, it. Well, that is a bunch of bunk. You have to be prepared for everything. They are not prepared, <laughs> and that is a giant, giant, giant mistake to not be connected in with the other states. Right, they so could have electricity right now. Forget about all the other excuses. They could have electricity right now if they would be in the national electric grid. All right, we got and they you don't, time. and they're not in it. They wanted to keep this all for themselves. They wanted to make lots of money for the shareholders. They didn't want to go by and the federal guess, regulations. You know, you know who made that decision, and this Tom? Is where they're at. Tom, you know who made that decision? It was made in the 1930s when Texas was run by, by Democrats. No, it was wrong. Oh, no, no, it was made in the 1930s. What I've seen on TV is that this deregulation started back when George W. Bush was a governor. In the 1930s, they made their Thank decision you, to go their own way no, with the grid. No, no, yes, no. Yes, now yes, yes. Yeah, you're covering no, for the you're Republicans. No, you're not looking. Thank you. Thank you, <laughs> you're Tom. You're covering for the Republicans. Thank you, Thank you Tom. I really appreciate the call. Great set. Okay, Joe, so if what I'm hearing you saying. C correctly, if someone makes a mistake in the 1930s, they should never correct it. Well, they correct. I don't know that they had one instance 10 years ago where they had a similar problem and they created a panel to investigate it. But up until that point, from the 30s, when the Democrats running Texas okay. decided to go their own way, they didn't want to be in, didn't want to have national dependency. Gotcha. When they decided that, up until the 10 years ago, there was no real problem. Okay. You know, so but... So if somebody made a mistake, a Democrat, in the 1930s, Republicans who took over since then should never fix it. That's what I'm hearing. Uh, well, no, I'm just saying.
Wayne, if how many politicians do you know fix a problem that doesn't exist? All right, we're going to take a quickie and break. We can't even get them to fix the problems that do exist. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to take a quickie break. Uh, we got a caller ready to go uh, when we come back, and we got an email on point and some texts. But I want to tell you a little bit more about this F-150 I got to drive in the other day. It's a 2021 Ford F-150, 4x4, of course, in the rapid red gorgeous color. Uh, and it has, like, metallic flakes in it. It's just a stunning-looking truck. Of course, the V6 EcoBoost with the start-stop technology that uh, it gets 24 miles of the gallon on the highway under normal circumstances. But I know you could get it up to 30. I've done that with uh, my Ranger, and you could surely do it with this vehicle. And it has the Ford Copilot 360 Assist. It has the aluminum alloy body and box, which means it's much lighter. That's where you're getting some of this gasoline mileage from. has trailer reverse guidance. I don't know if you've ever done like I did, try to reverse it, you know, back up a trailer. Sometimes I do okay. One of my buddies who was a trucker gave me a few hints, but I'll tell you what, I still end up with the boat cockeyed in the water, and I think, well, it's it's floating. That's enough. Let's let's move on. Uh, but it's just a super truck. Uh, has an interior work surface. What happens is if you pivot your seat a little bit, you can face the center console, plug in your laptop there, and it becomes a desk. The gear shift goes down, and it, it becomes a work area there. So it's just a super truck. I'm just beginning to tell you the first couple of things about it. It also has reclining front bucket seats that recline all the way flat so you can sleep in the truck cap if you so choose. So it is just a perfect truck all the way around. $48,000 this truck. It was uh, 55 and they have it discounted and they want to move it along. It just came off the truck. Uh, but this is at the Sunbury Motor Company. Please check out this truck and the many other F-150s and the Fords, Hyundais, and Kias at sunburymotors.com. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back. Upper right-hand corner, and then we're putting Joe on the radio. Then why? I am on the radio. Why should Rush be any different than anyone else who doesn't agree with the left? We're all some kind of ist, phobe, or multiples thereof. You mean we as in conservatives Racist, or we as in humans? Xenophobes. No, I'm out conservatives. I think that was their point. Okay. Well, I yeah, we, we, we all fall short. We got some texts we didn't get to, and uh, we nibbled away at the emails, but we didn't get all of them, so we'll read them tomorrow. Mike Glazer, good Lewisburg resident, going to be our co-host tomorrow, so we'll be uh, enjoying his free thinking. Yeah, well, tell him I said hey. ideals, right. Joe, enjoy your retirement length and weekend. This is WKOK Sunbury.